The truth is the most important thing, and that is what we are about here. We're about finding and seeking the truth, because for too long, the mainstream media has been lying. The mainstream media is ideologically wrecked. The mainstream media is gaining funding from sketchy individuals whom we don't know. You want transparency. You want open dialogue. You want open debate. You want open discussion. And this is what we are here to provide. This is why I started the show. This is why I started this business to find and seek truth. It is the most important thing in the world. And when the media is lying to you, when the institutions cannot be trusted, when tyranny pursues, as we've seen over the past few years, it is an imperative, your moral duty, to speak up, to speak the truth. I was reading today Stephen Pinker's book, in which I'm going to write about later on Dantons.com, in which you can subscribe and reach and gain our content for absolute free. For free, you can read the articles, you can watch the videos, and later we have some amazing things coming in the pipeline. But I was reading Stephen Pinker's book, and he noted the society ebbs and flows between democracy and authoritarian type. And it's so clear to see in the current date there is huge levels of authoritarianism in which is present. And this is no conspiracy theory. This is truth. We saw the Twitter COVID files leaked in which indicated towards the authoritarianism, the collusion between state and social media organizations. And in my rule book, when you study history, that is not acceptable at all. When there is collusion between governmental organizations and the media and the press, this is a recipe for disaster. And I mean, I just, well, I, 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 I'm shocked to be frank, when people just have forgotten the events over the past years where they were lied to continuously. And perhaps it wasn't conspicuous, perhaps it was an accident, perhaps it was death by a thousand cuts in the face of an emergency tyranny pursued and we seemingly somehow copied the actions of the communistic Chinese autocratic party. But what I'm saying is people cannot forget what's happened over the past few years. This is like incomprehensible to understand. We locked down nations for years on end. And perhaps there is a case to be made in which that was acceptable for maybe a few months, once we gained more data, because there was mass moral panic and fear in the face of a supposed emergency. So perhaps I can sympathize with that view, but then to knuckle down, to double down on lockdowns on certain policies in which I can't speak about due to censorship, to double down on these policies has just led towards one of the biggest policy failures in modern times, according to The Telegraph. So what did Tucker Carlson say about the lockdowns? What did the mainstream media reply in response to his commentary? I think it's always interesting to do this because it shows you the lies. It shows you the corruption. It shows you the inability for mainstream media to say, you know what, I got this wrong. I'm sorry, he is right. Despite the fact he's on the other side of the political bait, he is correct and we agree. They don't ever do that. The mainstream media, I think, really is, is, is the enemy of the people in many cases and I just think it's time they, they go. So, according to Think Global Health, they reported the following a few years ago in relation to Tucker Carlson. And they stated that Carlson mentioned that Joe Biden had the United States rejoin the World Health Organization to negotiate a treaty in which is supposedly going to empower the, H empower the World Health Organization to threaten the American way of life permanently. According to Carlson, President Biden is very close to handling and handing the World Health Organization power over every aspect the intimate aspects of your life. Imagine, he added, the civil liberties abuses in which we've lived through during the past few years, but permanent and given by a foreign nation. That is something indeed to think about. And the, the legacy media, including, including that of Yahoo Finance, they totally destroyed Carlson when he said this. Let's see what they said. Yahoo Finance and legacy media stated the following 
labeling Carlson once again as a conspiracy theorist. What this organization is, if you believe Tucker Carlson, about to seize total authority over emergency operations in the US if there is ever a public health emergency. What is more, White House is going to be the muscle for the director of the World Health Organization, exclaimed the Fox News anchor. The right wing of, love that one, the right wing Fox pundits Thursday night diatribe was in fact just the latest articulation of a conspiracy theory that has been doing the rounds in recent weeks, particularly among those who are already opposed to COVID lockdown measures. The former Hollywood actor and comedian Russell Brand is another high-profile proponent and the small United Australia party has been hawking the theory ahead of the elections down under this weekend. The theory focuses on the pandemic treaty that is being thrashed out under the... Um, and once again, the same use of the tactics, namely the smearing as a conspiracy theorist, or anyone who questions the consensus when it comes to climate change. Are we catastrophizing CO2's impact upon the globe? Shouldn't we surely be suspicious at least, at least and have some questions after Paul Ehrlich and Al Gore, two people who are still the main proponents of the environmentalist catastrophization narrative? They've been wrong, not just for one year, not for two years, for 50 bloody years. In fact, they were so wrong, they were in advocation for the population bomb, calling the fact that we needed to depopulate the world because the world was, was expanding rapidly. And also, within the case of Al Gore, he was stating that there was going to be global cooling. It is like, really? These people are just something else. And the reasons to why I mention this is because the, the mainstream media loves to smear one as a conspiracy theorist or a total nut to nut job. You know, if you basically say something in which is slightly controversial and goes against the consensus, but it turns out over the past years, which is quite funny, all of the things, pretty much a huge portion of the so-called conspiracy theories about the origins of COVID and the whole events for the past years, many of them have actually come true, and which is just quite comical, to say the least. So maybe I'm saying, instead of repeating the same mistakes, you legacy corrupted fake news, instead, we should learn. We should come together. We should recognize that we've made some bad mistakes over the past years that are going to have impacts which are felt for many, many decades and decades and decades. Instead of repeating the same mistakes and calling people a conspiracy radical for highlighting their concerns about civil liberties and which are under attack, instead of doing this, we should, you know, maybe learn the lessons and come together. I think that's what we're here to do. And that is what you can find here on Dantons.com in which this isn't about left v right. This is about truth. And this is a thing on which we all should be backing. We all should come together to find. The truth is what matters. So before we go any further and I get distracted, what did the World Health Organization director say over the past few weeks and days? And according to this tweet, the director explicitly states the new health passports are going to be used in future epidemics, conflicts in the climate crisis, and other emergency situations. Another conspiracy theory that will claim a reality according to the tweet. Let's check out this video of the World Health Organization director speaking about this new technology and the new health passports, which seemingly shall be used in the next crisis or pandemic. Let's listen to what he has to say now. The COVID-19 pandemic highlighted the value of digital health solutions in facilitating access to health services. While the emergency phase of the COVID-19 pandemic is now over, investments in digital infrastructure remain an important resource for health systems and for economies and societies at large. Like many countries, the European Union made significant investments in COVID-19 certificates to help people move around as safely as possible during the pandemic. 
the European Union certification system was used by all 27 EU member states and more than 50 other countries. Building on the success of the EU system, WHO is proud today to launch the Global Digital Health Certification Network. So thank you so much to European uh, Union for the excellent certification system that you have transferred to us and we have the chance to build on it. WHO will begin operations of the network today with the existing COVID-19 certificate as a global public good. Soon after, we will expand this infrastructure by incorporating other use, such as a digitized international certificate of vaccination, routine immunization cards, and international patient summaries. WHO will continue to work with all regions to ensure that the network is accessible globally, incorporating relevant experiences and standards from other countries and regions. It's important to emphasize that privacy is key. WHO will not have any access to any personal health data. We will only maintain a directory of the public keys that can be used to verify the authenticity of a member state's digital health records. The Global Digital Health Certification Network will be an important part of our efforts to strengthen health systems and support our member states to prepare better for the next epidemic or pandemic. The network could also play a crucial role in cross-border humanitarian situations by ensuring people have access to their health records and credentials as they move across borders due to conflict, the climate crisis, and other emergencies. WHO would like to thank again the European Commission for its partnership and support and for advocating the EU member states and other participants that they migrate to the WHO network. I also thank the EU and WHO teams who worked hard to bring us to this moment. We very much value the European Commission's technical and financial support, and we very much hope that support will continue. WHO looks forward to implementing this administrative arrangement and furthering our collaboration so that all member states can equitably reap the benefits of this vital digital public infrastructure. By the way, is it just me? Who elected this man? I mean, I, I, I don't know who this guy is. Does he have any credentials? According to some reports that we're going to read later on, this guy isn't even a doctor. It's like, <laughs> so just to give some context, this new World Health Organization treaty, as they call it, is coming to fruition automatically in early 2024. And we're going to go over what it consists of and the whole point in which people who are supposedly in advocation for this policy state is that this is going to be great for future pandemics. If there is a future pandemic, we can basically collaborate on a global scale in which is necessary. Um, but I have huge concerns from a civil liberties front. And isn't it quite comical, by the way, the same people like this is what I'm so confused about when it comes to the, com the, the, the left politically speaking nowadays. But like, where is the concerns in regards to civil liberties? of the left. Like, didn't the left used to be the ones who were the big proponents of companies like Facebook exploiting your data? And they were, how dare data exploit our civil liberties? 
How dare Facebook exploit our civil liberties, they would say. But now when it comes to authoritarian-like kind of regimes and policies in which we can see with the World Health Organization, there is no care or consideration when it comes to civil liberty protection and, and, and freedom. So according to the Daily Skeptic, the international organization that facilitates an exchange of ideas and data are a good global idea. However, when these organizations begin to dictate what citizens within a country can and can't do, they become something quite different. No self-respecting totalitarian dictatorship would ever allow such interference with its own rule, whilst no rational democracy would countenance outsourcing its governance to others. Enthusiasm for such a policy and institution could only come from a national leader who is working for other interests or is capable of being coerced, according to the Daily Skeptic. Isn't it strange, though? Why haven't we heard this? And I'm very cautious of being overly conspiratorial. I think being too conspiratorial leads you down a dark rabbit hole, in which I don't want to do. But, but I think you have to think logically. Like, why are, why have we not heard once from the BBC, once from any institution, you know, any mainstream legacy media site or, 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 or company in the UK, why have we not once heard about this incredibly invasive, authoritarian, I believe tyrannical-like policy measure which is coming into place automatically in 2024. Why is no politician speaking about this? The only one who is is Andrew Bridgen, and he's been cast aside like you've never seen before. He's been called the radical conspiracy theorist. Like, it's unbelievable. North Korea, according to the Daily Skeptic, or the People's Democratic Republic of Korea, of course, because it's so democratic, right? A general rule of thumb, any nation in which has democratic in front of their name is not a democracy at all. It's an authoritarian bloody regime. A dictatorship run by four generations of the Kim family and known for concentration camps and, are, and a habit of executing senior officials, they just commenced a three-year term on the executive board of the World Health Organization. Nations from different regions of World Health Organization take their turn and it's North Korea's turn on behalf of the Southeast Asia region, who doesn't pretend to be a bastion of democracy and human rights. The Director General was a former minister in a dictatorial government that is accused of human rights abuses. Saudi Arabia's co-chair of World Health Organization's working group on the international health regulation recently stated that the greatest restrictions on human rights are appropriate when the World Health Organization thinks it's necessary. Like, this is... Just unbelievable. No, I'm going to make my own mind up. It's like, this is just unbelievable. No, I'm going to make my own mind up. You radical dictator. When I want to do something, I'm going to do it. And over the past few years, you ain't got a choice, sunshine. I'm not listening to authoritarian tyrants anymore. And a good rule of thumb, by the way, as Jordan Peterson has reiterated over the past few months, is that in a face of, a, of an emergency, if your leaders instantaneously cling on to tyranny, authoritarianism, as a way of supposedly easing the emergency at hand. Boy, they, that is the greatest hallmark that these individuals should not be in power. And you can think of this within the context of a startup, of a company like Apple when Steve Jobs was there. Like, let's say there was an emergency. If Steve Jobs just kind of freaked out, and instead of remaining calm, stoic, and collected, if he imposed authoritarian-like tactics didn't allow anyone to speak, shut literally everything down. Like, that is a recipe for disaster, and I think the same is very comparable when it comes to the governmental institutions of the day. If you cling on to tyranny and authoritarianism in the face of, of an emergency, boy, oh boy, you've got to get out of here. 
So North Korea holding such an influence is not something unusual, as the World Health Organization rep uh, re represents sorry, all of its 194 member states. Each country should have a turn in helping to run things, just as large countries like China and India should have some commensurate influence on its decisions. The critical point is that, as democracies, we should treat recommendations as uh, arising from such a body in this light and ignore them unless they are fully in line with our own interests. Over the next two years, relationships with the World Health Organization are going to change. Assuming that the proposed reforms to pandemic agreements go through, states will have undertaken to follow all future recommendations from the Director General regarding the management of health emergencies whenever he or she decides that something is within the biosphere that may pose a threat. So basically, this um, new policy restriction, well, sorry, this new kind of policy overall in which is coming into place 2024, early 2024, automatically, there is no kind of referendum on this. There is no vote. This automatically goes through. And we can go into more detail as to how this process occurs. But it seems very likely that the representatives vote of each nation, I believe. And once their vote goes through, if I think half of the nations agree, then it is legally binding on an international basis in terms of following the requirements and the policies of the World Health Organization. And this, by the way, includes uh, misinformation boards and teams. So if the World Health Organization deems something to be misinformation or disinformation, as they say, they legally binding can enforce this upon social media companies and, and the world, as we'll discuss later on, which, I mean, is just uh, absurd beyond belief, because as we saw during the pandemic, Knowledge is not an undisputable dogma in which one can't touch. Knowledge occurs, and we learned this from the Enlightenment period. Knowledge occurs through debate, discussion, criticism, and commentary on a regular basis. And that is how you root out the falsehoods and you find truth. Knowledge does not occur when you have an undisputable tyrant who is stating as to what is truth and what is not. This is Ministry of Truth type stuff that George Orwell wrote about in 1984, and nobody is outraged about this. Literally everything, a huge portion of what people that were censored said online, many reputable doctors who had worked their whole lives, they were censored after speaking out against the atrocities and the huge dangerous implications of locking down the globe on, the on, 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 on a on, on multiple year basis. It's insane. These people were banned off social media. They were kicked out of their jobs for disputing and criticizing some of the stuff f from, the, fr fr from the government. The article continues that a massive surveillance program costing more than three times of the World Health Organization current annual budget will ensure that such threats are found, whether they really are there or more likely not. States will need to have actively rejected proposed amendments to the World Health Organization international health regulations or the Director General's dictates will have legal force under international law. Alternatively, they can leave the World Health Organization altogether. As this takes over a year, such actions would have to start soon. In two years' time, when the IHR, in which the new amendments come into force, this organization, directed by a combination of electoral regimes, Western bureaucrats and corporate and private sponsors, is going to be telling us, the people, whether we can work, see our families, or travel. It will tell us when we must be confined, examined, tested, and injected. States will have undertaken to follow a long list of other directives that the Director General will dictate and to suppress our disagreement, we should complain. So we're going to get into more details because that was a very brief overview. But this is one hell of an authoritarian-type push in which, as I stated at the start, Tucker Carlson warned about, he spoke about in the legacy news, they disputed him like you've never seen before. So we've done prior commentaries on the piece noting the following. Firstly, the fact that, I mean, on Dantons.com, we highlighted 
that the World Health Organization is not independent and is actually significantly privately directed. And this was the change in which occurred over the past few years, meaning that the, the, the donors and the sponsors of the World Health Organization can have considerable, huge influence over the directions and the policies and the actions of the institution, and which obviously has huge moral and, 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 and political kind of consequences. The early World Health Organization funding was originally dominated by assessed contributions from countries based on their national income, and the Hugh decided how to use this core funding to achieve the greatest impact. Now the Hugh funding is mainly specified, meaning that the funder may decide how and where this work shall be done. Is this really compatible with the democracy, to be subject towards dictatorship specifically when it is privately funded by many rich individuals who can direct policies? I don't think that sounds right to me. Whilst the Hugh Rep rightly represents all countries, the article reads. This means that member states run by military dictatorships and other non-democratic regimes have an equal say at the World Health Assembly, uh, which is the WHO's governing body. The new plan, which comes into force in early 2024, includes the ability to lock down nations with no commentary by individuals within the democracy, followed by abilities to censor disinformation or misinformation, and also the necessity for instant implementation of vaccine passports, as we saw during the recent events over the past few years. These draconian measures, I believe, are incompa in in incompatible with the supposed democracy. That, I think, is one of the most disastrous things in which is included within this bill. Um, disinformation and misinformation are basically words tyrants use as a Trojan horse to get their way, the authoritarian way. It's such a disgusting thing. How have people not learned from this? We saw collusion with the governmental organizations and social media companies when it came to the pandemic so that they could push their agenda. And this is not a conspiracy theory. Elon Musk has revealed all of the COVID files and you can read them online, specifically the Daily Wire. There's a great article on this. We need to facilitate open debate and discussion and dialogue. We don't need to restrict people. This is fascism. This is what you see within Nazi-type regimes. It's, it's insane. And especially since the events over the past few years, the lockdowns in particular, according to The Telegraph, over the past few days, specifically because they noted, and many other reputable institutions too have noted the fact, the lockdown policies were a huge failure beyond comprehension, which caused far more harm than they did good. Specifically because of the incompetence over the past few years, we should be outraged when it comes to imposing a a another round of tyrannical measures by the World Health Organization, who were in advocation for many of the policies in which nation states, such as the UK, and the US adopted. Furthermore, according to the skeptic, they note that the centralization of power by the WHO is fundamentally incredibly dangerous due to their past incompetence. The centralized approaches to health in contrast require communities and individuals to comply with diktats that ignore their local culture and community priorities. Malaria is not an issue to Icelandic people, but it absolutely dwarfs COVID in Uganda. Both human rights and effective interventions require local knowledge and direction. The WHO pushed mass restrictions for the events and the disease over the past years onto sub-Saharan Africa for nearly two years through its most expensive program to date, whilst also knowing a large majority of the population were already immune, half, half whom were under 20, and deaths from each malaria, tuberculosis and HIV and AIDS absolutely divorced, dwarfed sorry, the mortality from the, the recent virus. And furthermore, the Daily Skeptic states the World Health Organization individuals are barely experts. These people that sit in bloody offices all day. The WHO staff is not, well, rarely an expert, I should say, more accurately. The experience in the 09 swine flu and West African Ebola outbreaks has demonstrated this. Many have spent decades sitting in an office with minimal experience in the program implementation or for disease management practices. 
And just when you consider the past incompetence over the past few years, consisting of paralysis within the state of an emergency, later followed by mirroring of the tyrannical measures in which we saw originally within the Chinese Communistic Party, we mirrored the most, autocr we mirrored the most autocratic, tyrannical regime the world has ever seen. Do you understand how insane that is? So, is this a concern? Let's go over some of the policy restrictions and the new plans in which we're in place with this new amendment for the World Health Organization, and I think it's disgraceful beyond belief. Of course, before we get to that, check out dantons.com. You can subscribe to the monthly newsletter, and you can read all of our articles there, in which we post daily commentary on gender, on transgenderism, on the, the events over the past few years, pandemics, lockdowns, and fundamentally, we're trying to find the truth. We are trying to seek the truth, because that is what matters the most. So, these World Health Organization IHR proposals coming into power by 2024. And let's just go over some of these policies and what they consist of. According to Conservative Woman, many of the proposed amendments are of deep concern. This includes the World Health Organization emergency guidance being legally binding, which is an upgrade from the current advisory status on member states and their people and simultaneously removing the IHR clause requiring the World Health Organization to uphold full respect for dignity, human rights, and fundamental freedoms of the individual. So pretty much this means very clearly that if there is another you know, pandemic or virus in which spreads, then this is legally... The World Health Organization basically has full control of, over policies, over lockdowns, over vaccine passports, over mandatory vaccination, things in which I feel deeply uncomfortable by because we saw the incompetence of centralized powers over the past few years, in which opposing viewpoints were silenced, and there was one narrative in which was just incompetent beyond belief. Other proposed amendments have empowered the World Health Director General, currently the Mr. Controversial Dr. Teros, I believe you pronounce, I can't actually say his name, but apparently he has no medical qualifications, and he is single-handedly going to be able to declare a public health emergency of international concern, the definition of which could be expanded to include potential as opposed to actual harm. This unelected, unaccountable individual is going to have unprecedented levels of power and could dictate UK public health policy and restrict fundamental human rights and freedoms with no recourse. Insane. And taken together, the proposed amendments are going to empower the World Health Organization to issue legally binding requirements for the UK to mandate highly restrictive measures such as lockdowns, masks, quarantines, border closures, travel restrictions, medicalization of individuals, including vaccination, medical examinations, etc. This constitutes an existential threat to basic human rights, medical ethics, and the doctor-patient relationship must be opposed. There is also another push for the greater word disinformation and misinformation, and which is a Trojan horse that tyrants use when they're autocratic, bloody, they want to get the bloody way, that's what it is. There is a push to amend the IHRs to facilitate the implementation of an international global health certification program in which enables nations to enforce travel restrictions using tools such as vaccine passports and certificates, including re recovery certificates, testing certificates, so on and so forth. This is all tied to a personal QR code. Further, amendments threaten free speech and seek to increase censorship of dissenting voices by mandating sy systematic global collaboration to counter dissent to official governmental or World Health Organization guidance. So, if you dispute the guidance, if you question the World Health Organization, if you question the governmental policies at the time, you're off social media. You're banned. No matter how long you've been studying, if you run a podcast on YouTube, 
if you question things, if you're a doctor and you've studied viruses and lockdowns and policy, so on and so forth, you're off. If you dare question them, you can't even have a debate. It is literally insanity beyond belief. This is what we learnt within the Enlightenment era. We recognised that free speech, debate and discussion was fundamental to gain progress. But this mis misinformation campaign, this authoritarian type tyranny and censorship is a threat to societal progress. It is a bloody one-way street towards catastrophe as we saw during the past few years. Doctors over the past few years that stated that perhaps policies such as lockdowns are dangerous, these, these people were banned like you've never seen before. They were off social media. They were literally destroyed. I don't think that's okay at all. It is a disgrace beyond belief and we cannot let this happen. So if you did enjoy, please do let me know. And yeah, this is just one big shocker. We need to speak the truth. We need to find the truth. We need, we need to really just talk about this and have a discussion and a debate. And the fact that the corrupted fake legacy news is not speaking about this is a total and utter disgrace beyond belief. We're going to speak about it. We're going to let the world know. You can follow us, you can follow this show, Dantons.com, my media company, for more truth-seeking. Check us out on Twitter, on YouTube. Help us gain away from the censorship which is so prevalent by companies such as Google. Follow us on Twitter, Rumble, all of these platforms you can subscribe for free. And you can read our content, write our content. You can absorb any type of way you like. We're just going to try and find the truth. And we hope that you join us on this journey. Thank you. And I shall see you very soon.